the corporate media, and I hope you do not, but if you do, you are hearing exactly what I predicted in mid-August, that the Democrats are surging and will likely win the Senate and perhaps the House of Representatives in the midterm election on November 8th. This is what you are hearing almost every day. In addition, you are hearing that Donald Trump is uh, the worst person in the world and may wind up in prison because of the classified document situation. So this is a one-two punch. And that it's designed, as we said last night in our analysis of President Biden, it's designed to uh, have Trump on the ballot in November. The Democrats believe that if they can make Trump the centerpiece of the Republican Party, that independent voters will not go GOP. That is the strategy. And the media allies in the corporations are carrying that out. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So every day, the Justice Department is leaking stuff about Donald Trump every day. The primary conduit is the Washington Post, which yesterday reports, uh, citing several unnamed sources, where have we heard that before, that among the classified documents in Mr. Trump's basement, was a nuclear capability analysis of a foreign nation. And this was the big story in the corporate media. All right. Now, on Fox and Friends, on, you know, the Fox News Channel, they actually said, well, what is Trump doing with nuclear analysis of a foreign nation? Well, how do you know that's true? Number one, how do you know it's classified? Number two, and why would he take it number three? But there's no, it's just they suck it up no matter what they pull out there. So just think about it for a minute. Why would Donald Trump take a classified document, top secret, about a foreign nation's nuclear capability? Why? He knows what it is, obviously from his national security briefings, if he wanted to, he could have taken notes. It's not hard. Why would he take the document? There is no reason on earth for Donald Trump to take a document like that. Can't use it anywhere. So why would he do it? The question is never asked. Never. Now, this is exactly the same thing that happened in Russian collusion. Every day... Someone in government leaks stuff to the New York Times and, uh, you know, secondarily to Washington Post. Now it's the Washington Post getting it every day. Oh, Donald Trump Jr. did this or uh, another person did that. Never questioned. And then it all turned out to be bogus. The whole thing. So you would think that Americans would say enough. I'm not watching this anymore. I'm not reading these newspapers anymore. I'm going to watch O'Reilly or something else that has some kind of credibility. You would think. Now, it is happening to some extent. I mean, the network news is losing audience, and so is cable news. 
they're losing audience. But there are still millions of Americans who hear this stuff and it goes out on the Internet. As I told you yesterday, a lot of my analysis goes on YouTube now, which is why I'm more famous now than I was six years ago when I was doing Fox. <laughs> Wherever I go, people are running up there. I go, what is this? But anyway, the same game plan is in place. Same thing for Russian collusion as now. Now, I don't know what's going to come of the classified document thing. I told you yesterday, President Biden wants Donald Trump indicted before the midterms. There's no doubt that that is true. Because if the president is indicted, that takes over the news cycle and all the terrible things that are happening in America with the economy, with the border, with crime, they disappear. And Trump becomes the story 24-7. That's what Biden wants. It's so nakedly obvious. And the corporate media is more than willing to do his bidding. Biden's bidding. And that's the memo. Okay. One of the um, enablers of the uh, Democratic Party is CBS News. And I'll (laughs) give you something that you can't refute it. And I worked for CBS News back in the 80s, all right? You can't refute it. The CBS News organization openly and avidly roots for the Democratic Party. Okay. So Nora O'Donnell is their anchor person on the nightly presentation, all right? And she is interviewing Hillary Clinton about January 6th. Roll the tape. I would not be honest if I didn't say I think there was a seditious conspiracy against the government of the United States, and that's a crime. Led by Donald Trump. Led by Donald Trump, encouraged by Donald Trump. Led by Donald Trump? (laughs) There's no evidence, none at all. And Ms. O'Donnell goes, led by Donald Trump. Based on what, madam? What is that statement based on? And I got a kick out of uh, Hillary Clinton. I would not be honest if I didn't say. Uh, Does anyone out there, anyone, liberal, conservative, independent, think Hillary Clinton is an honest individual? Anyone? Bill at BillOReilly.com. I'll protect you. But just email me and tell me why you think she's honest. Okay, so that's just one example CBS carrying out the uh, Democratic Party's wishes. Polling, insider advantage, don't know what it is. Generic congressional vote, 500 likely voters. Democrats, 45%. Republicans, 44%. So according to insider advantage, more Americans are going to vote for Democrats in November in the House and Senate races than Republicans. How can that be possible? A Rasmussen poll then says, what is the direction of the country? And right direction 29, wrong track 65. Well, if the country's on the wrong track and the Democrats are in charge, then how could you vote for them again? Do you like the country being on the wrong track? It just doesn't stack. It doesn't stack at all. Now, I believe the Rasmussen poll at 65%, I think it's probably 70, 
of Americans think the country's on the wrong track? Because it is. <laughs> it's, no, it's not like, I know 29% say it's on the right track, but those aren't really rational thinking people. Those are emotional people. And maybe one issue, abortion, whatever it may be. But they're not big picture people. And there's a lot of them. 29% that stat. I mean, I think that number is legit. Okay? But in the real world where we live, the country's on the wrong track. It's, it's going down fast. I was on with Hannity on the radio today. All you got to do is think about your personal circumstance three years ago when Trump was president and compare it to now. Is your wallet in better shape? Is the border in better shape? Is the violent crime situation better now than it was? Every single issue. Yet, according to Insider Advantage, more people are going to vote for Democrats in November. I don't know. Maybe we're done as a, as a country. Maybe it's possible. So let's bring in a very smart guy who looks at all the polling. Uh, his name is Doug Schoen. You've seen him on this broadcast before. He's a Democrat uh, political strategist, actually worked for Bill Clinton. Um, and he's the author of the upcoming book, America. No, it's out. I'm sorry. Uh, the book, America, Unite or Die, How to Save Our Democracy. I've read the book, so I, I should know it's not upcoming. I should know it's out. It's a good book. All right, so before we get into the analysis, Hillary Clinton, am I wrong about that? You know the Clintons. I don't expect you to badmouth them, Doug. I do not expect you to badmouth them. That would be disloyal. You work for them. But am I wrong in my analysis of CBS and that clip? No, you're not wrong. And I would tell you, Bill, in 2016, I got a little notoriety for saying that while I remain a Democrat and a partisan Democrat, I could not and did not vote for Secretary Clinton. Didn't vote for Donald Trump, but couldn't pull the lever for Secretary Clinton. Is that because of the honesty factor? Let's just say um, my take on her is that she does not have the same abilities, intellect, skills, and persuasive charms of her husband. All right. I think that's a fair assessment. Okay, so when you see an insider advantage poll, it says more Americans will vote Democrat in November than uh, Republican, you say? I'm saying that you're basically right. The congressional polling we're seeing shows that the Republicans are almost certain to win the House, 65 to 75 percent likely, 20, 25 seats, the most likely result. Where there has been some movement bill mostly because of bad Republican candidates, is in the Senate elections. But even there, uh, Arizona is a good example. That state is underwater, and it's not underwater because it has a drought and it's so hot, but the state is suffering grievously because of the open border, which is a Democratic tenant. So how on earth could they vote for Kelly, a Democratic senatorial Senator, he's a senator running again. How on earth, if your state is being devastated right before your eyes by this rampant illegal immigration, how could you vote for a Democrat who sponsors it? Because Masters, the Republican, has yet to um, distinguish himself as a candidate, is an election denier, and has run his primary campaign on that. And he's not emphasized to the degree necessary, issues like immigration, inflation, uh, cost, of, cost of gasoline, 
in a way to maximize his support. The race, you're correct, is within the margin of error, but the Republicans have yet to take advantage fully of the opportunity they have. Is Donald Trump the face of the Republican Party, do you believe, for most independent and GOP people? Is he the face of it? Sometimes he is, sometimes he isn't. Your analysis, Bill, was exactly right. The more the Democrats believe that he is the face, the better they think they'll do. Hence the rhetoric and actions you spoke of in your talking points memo. So when you have a powerful coalition like the Democratic Party uh, and the corporate media coming together to maintain Democratic power, it would seem to be hard to overcome that for the Republican Party. That's exactly right. The Democrats have one thing in addition to the organization of the party, which you allude to, which is a huge financial advantage. Only now are the Republicans stepping in through the uh, super PAC of Mitch McConnell, the Republican minority leader, to close the funding gap. But Democrats have been outspending Republicans uh, in Senate races, which is one of the other answers to your questions about why Democrats are doing relatively well. Yeah, and a lot of that money is centralized with the Soros far left crew, those political action committees in Hollywood. Correct. A lot of Katzenberg money, Spielberg money. I mean, these big Hollywood moguls voting against their own self-interest, but they can afford to have the bodyguards and the big walls where the regular working folks in Los Angeles have to go out every day under threat. But that's what it is. All right, Doug, we're going to bring Doug back at least three more times before the midterms because we get an honest take from him. And the book, again, is uh, America United Die, How to Save Our Democracy. America's in decline. I think we all know that. Uh, A new study out of Brandeis University says that a third of American families, working families, not people on welfare, uh, can't meet the bills. And 50 percent of blacks and Hispanic families can't meet the bills. The bills are housing, food, medical care, transportation, child care, household expenses. They can't meet them. Okay, studies based on 98,000 households. I think it's true. Uh, Inflation is just wrecked. People who uh, are on the margin as far as earning capacity is concerned, it's brutalizing. And that's why we didn't have an inflation in Trump. Okay, for you crazy Biden supporters or liberals, you know, come on, wise up. It's hurting everybody. Um, Now, the solution on the left is to give marginal working family stuff. Just give it to them. That's not the solution. Okay. The solution is to forge a pathway where the most people can succeed by having a very vibrant capitalistic economy. That's the pathway, not giving people stuff. All right, American decline, 750 migrants are dead crossing the border this fiscal year. In 2019 under Trump, the number was 300. So it's 750 now, that's a record under Biden. 450 more human beings, poor people, dead under Biden than under Trump, crossing the border. Do you care? Does Joe Biden care? Joe Biden does not care. If he did care, he'd do something. He wouldn't be helicoptering to a national, Democratic National Committee meeting. He'd be doing something. He's not doing anything. 
The border remains wide open after 20 months. Joe Biden doesn't care. Does he care about fentanyl deaths? No. Nope. Does he care about people being gunned down in the streets of Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, L.A.? No. Doesn't care. No U.S. attorney action there. No. Does he care about the industry, the airline industry collapsing? No. Don't care. <laughs> I mean, it's, you think I'm exaggerating? I'm not. I'm not. I'm telling you the, the God's honest truth to use a cliche. He doesn't care. Now, I don't know why. I don't. I don't know if he understands. But clearly, if you have 750 migrants crossing the southern border dead when your predecessor's number was 300 and your number is more than twice that, you might want to do something. Right? No. It's just, I mean, I'm just flabbergasted that anyone would pull the lever for the Democratic Party. Anyone. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Okay, so uh, when the migrants get here, if they survive, um, the uh, U.S. government, U.S. Immigration Customs, Homeland Security, Immigration Services, Border Protection, can't process them. And so the Wall Street Journal reports that between October 21 and June 22, nearly 50,000 migrant cases were dismissed because there's no paperwork on the part of the government. Didn't file. So those people are here forever. Yeah, in theory, people could go back and look at their case. They'll never do that. So that's a lot of people. All right, 17% of the total cases, federal government can't get the paperwork filed. Maybe you, instead of putting 87,000 new IRS agents, maybe you move those 87,000 federal people down to processing migrants. Right? It's unbelievable. America in decline. Finally, um, there is a potential $1 billion sale of arms from the USA to Taiwan. 60 anti-ship missiles, 100 air-to-air -air missiles. China says, if you do that, President Biden and Congress, if you okay that, then we're going to do something. Countermeasures, Beijing calls it. It's a threat 
Now, these sales have to be reviewed by Congress, um, but it says opposition is going to be scant, that this sale will go through. A billion dollars comes to us, and we sell, send weapons to Taiwan, China. I don't know what they're going to do. Okay, let's go to the media. You remember Robert Iger, former Disney CEO, very far left guy, uh, good manager, but, you know, he's an ideologue, lives in Hollywood. He was at a conference yesterday, left-wing conference, by the way, and Iger said that uh, network is pretty much going out of business, network programming. So you may have heard that NBC is thinking about cutting one hour prime time from their lineup. So they would run 8 to 10. They wouldn't put on shows 10 to 11. They give that time back to the local stations because they don't want to. Nobody's watching network entertainment. Nobody's watching. It's gone. Over. Stunning. When I grew up, that was it. Tens of millions of people would watch Mary Tyler Moore and All in the Family and uh, Happy Days. Now, nothing. It's all about naked people on some island running around. It's like, okay. So I think that's going to happen. I think NBC is going to say, look, nobody watches Jimmy Fallon, so we're going to move him up to 11. Uh, We'll give an hour to the local stations who can do their news earlier from 10 to 11 or 10 to 10.30, then run a syndicated program. Anyway, we don't want to produce programming anymore. It's too expensive. Nobody watches. That's what's going on. But Iger also says something very interesting. He goes, Streaming TV is the future, and I told you yesterday about our deal with Vidgo, V-I-D-G-O, and we hope you check that out, Um, because streaming means you can watch entertainment, sports, news when you want to, and you don't have to pay 200 bucks a month for cable. Uh, I think they're giving you premium now at Vidgo for 66 bucks or something. I mean, it's an amazing deal. So Iger said, yeah, this is what's coming, and it is. And that plays into the uh, National Football League kickoff tonight. Um, The National Football League is the biggest form of entertainment in America now. All told, it's marketing and concessions and everything, about $18 billion um, for the teams. I think there are 32 teams. I could be wrong on the number, but I think that's what it is. And that has gone up every year and every year and every year because of the broadcasting contracts primarily, but the marketing these dopey people wearing the jersey. I shouldn't say dopey. I have a few jerseys too, but I don't wear them to the stadium. Anyway, you see it, you know, and the teams get that money. So it is an enormous uh, revenue generator. Biggest. And it kicks off tonight. Now, we kick off a new program, weekly interview program called Shock and Awe with Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly is me. Uh, Tomorrow, Friday, September 9th, 6 p.m. on Vidgo. And our first episode is the price pro football players pay to be successful. And uh, we have a clip for you now. Um, The program runs about 45 minutes. This clip is 2 minutes, 19 seconds. Roll it. Now, you and I have had a lot of discussions over the year, been lucky enough to be your friend, about you and the Oakland Raiders 50 years ago, the Dallas Cowboys, where they literally tried to kill you. (laughs) They were gouging your eyes out. 
And now that doesn't happen anymore because the league had to evolve to protect the players somewhat. But it was savagery when you played. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Going back, I can remember a coach telling us it's our job to debilitate the opponents. You don't just tackle him. You try to debilitate him. You try to get him to give up or not get up and play any further. Well, the players these days understand that what goes around comes around. They're still trying to hit the players as hard as they can. But the game has changed to where they're protected more with the head injuries and with the knees. Heads and knees, uh, necks, those things, uh, the rules have changed for that. Okay, so you're a warrior, and warriors have that mentality that you're willing to absorb the punishment and the injury for the greater good. But I don't believe that the average fan, and I played college football, I know the game pretty well, understands the intensity of the danger, the physical danger of playing the game at the NFL level. The fan just doesn't know how dangerous it is. Would you agree or disagree with that? I would say some fans understand, but uh, overall, the general you know population um, of fans probably truly don't understand uh, to the level that you know us players are going through, uh, the level that we're putting our bodies through. Uh, there's people out there that definitely you know they probably played high school uh, football or college football and and had an injury or something or felt that type of pain, couple bruises, quad contusions, whatever it was. But to majority of the fans, I don't think so. But, uh, you know, that's part of the game. You know, we're willing to go out there and put our bodies on the line. We're the ones who are signing up uh, to play the game. But why are they willing to do it? Uh, that is a key component of the Namath and Gronkowski interviews. And it was very nice of those guys to help us out on our first program. Why? Why are, uh, and when you hear all the injuries that Namath and Gronkowski went through, it, it's staggering. So uh, it's a very, very interesting program, even if you don't like football. It's a business, more of a business uh, interview program than uh, a sports thing. And by the way, when you watch it, and I hope you do, um, compare the way we interview athletes to the way the most sportscasters interview athletes. It's pretty shocking. Joining us now from Salt Lake City is our go-to guy in uh, federal justice, Brett Tallman, former U.S. attorney for Utah. And uh, he's now a mogul that does all kinds of uh, law enforcement advisement. All right, now it was 12, 13 minutes of me. Did I say anything wrong or anything that you need clarification on or anything like that? No, I would not correct anything that you said. I think it's accurate. And in fact, it's um, highlighting what I think so many of us were really reluctant to see, and that is corruption at the, you know, the, the executive level of DOJ and, and FBI. I would add one other part to this that was really quite shocking to me, and that was Merrick Garland on the heels of the whistleblowers talking to Chuck Grassley and Jim Jordan about the FBI. Um, issuing an order indicating that he doesn't want uh, any employee to be talking or conversing with the legislature. That, that's someone who's worried about what you indicated, being embarrassed, exposing corruption. That, that's indicative of, of where Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice is. Okay. 
Now, with the Trump documents, uh, you were the first one, as far as I know, to raise the uh, taint team, the FBI taint team on this program. It's inexplicable to me at a raid at that level, worldwide raid, that Merrick Garland and Christopher Wray did not know they should have sent in a taint team ahead of time. Have you ever <laughs> said anything like this? Ever seen anything like this? No, I, you know, I was I watched the uh, the engagement of the special master motion for the special master. And I thought to myself, you know, Bill and I, we called this a long time ago. Um, it's it's a policy. It's longstanding. It's the first thing you do when you go after a high, high profile target like the president, where there are privileges. And, in, and with him, there's more than just attorney client privilege. There's the executive privilege. It should have been the first thing that they were outlining. In term, yep, very first thing they and didn't, so and now they have it, a special master. Right, and because it wasn't the first thing, doesn't really. I think the special master will come up with documents that should not have been seized. That can suppress the whole raid, can it not? Yeah, the the doctrine of the fruit of the poisonous tree, basically a legal doctrine that says, you know, you start where where you start to gather evidence and if it was unlawful if the if they exceed the scope of the warrant if they you know grab things that they were not and not supposed to see or review you can start to then taint the remaining part of the investigation yeah. that's what the taint team is for illegal search and seizure so i can't find out what was in it for donald trump to remove classified documents from the white house and bring them to Florida. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. He's a transactional guy. Everything he does, he does to benefit himself. This doesn't seem to have any benefit that I can ascertain. Now, I did ask my sources, and they are very good. Is there any reason why he would have done this? And, and that remains a mystery. I don't expect you to comment on it. But to me, I'm going, why would he bother doing this? You know, because yeah. he had to know somebody was going to blow the whistle on him. And people did. They're in the affidavit, correct? Yeah, I think your, your, your comment on it is an important one because there's either one of two ways for this. It was somebody that sort of manipulated the situation, Donald Trump not being an in-the-weeds guy, and, and produced the very thing they wanted eventually to go after him for, or if there was a reason for him to have it, the only logical reason I've seen is that he wanted documents relative to the attacks he, he endured and his White House endured relative to the Russian you know, collusion allegations. Yeah, but and, that doesn't make any if, sense because he could have easily copied those documents, sent them to his attorneys, declassified them before. Um, those aren't documents about nuclear weapons or anything like that. So right. he could have easily taken the path of legality. I don't want to speculate. All right, let's go into the Supreme Court. Don't you think this is absurd that the FBI can't find out who leaked this? I, I think it's one of the more outrageous things that we've watched. The you know the leak is is potentially catastrophic, and we were told that, and and the justices confirmed that. The fact that whether it's on the you know the side of Roberts or the side of the FBI, somewhere somebody's making a decision to bury this. I can tell you, you are a hundred percent accurate that they know who the leaker is if they have tried at all to find him. Okay. So it's another political play from the FBI. 
Finally, the Durham investigation. I'm tired of hearing John Durham this, John Durham that. <laughs> Obviously, he doesn't want to uh, solve the case, or he would have said months ago, look, I can't solve it, get someone else, or here's what I've got. And he doesn't say anything to continue on. Uh, we're going into year four now on it. It's absurd. Is it not absurd? It is absurd. Uh, I will tell you that the combination of the Hunter Biden, you know, refusal to investigate an easy case, a simple case, uh, and the Durham length of time that it's taken, it, it combines to just send the message that there's a double standard in our justice system and we have to sit back and endure it. And, and it's unacceptable. It is because it's not supposed to be equal justice for all in this country. It's a pillar of the Constitution. Hunter Biden, do you expect them ever to get indicted? Because the the testimony is there. All right. The grand jury did sit for all of those years. Everything is on the record. Do you expect him to be indicted? I expected it a long time ago. This is the kind of case where they could have very easily charged this in the first few months after receiving the laptop. Now, like you pointed out, you have a grand jury that doesn't sit past three years. So did they get an indictment and it's just been sealed and we don't know about it? Or do they have to reconvene a grand jury to review what they presented in order to, to pursue it? And if it's the latter, I think we're going to be out of luck. All right, Brett, we appreciate it. Keep an eye on anything you have. Please let us know. And, uh, you know, I think we have done our duty here as journalists to give the American people uh, an exact update on to where we are. All right, in our Smart Life uh, segment tonight, uh, this is a very simple thing. Don't bet on pro football. Okay, now listen. Every two seconds, there's this ad now. Remember, it used to be organized crime. Killing the mob is out in paperback this week, and a lot of the killing the mob is about how they got all this money gambling, from gambling, betting on sports. Well, now it's legal. And you see, you know, Jamie Foxx, who's a good guy, by the way, and I'm not criticizing Jamie, and all these other people going, bet, 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 bet. Don't do it. Don't do it. You can't win betting any sport because the analytics that the odds makers in Vegas use to put the spread out and this and that, they know everything. We don't know anything. It's all emotion. We're betting on emotion. Now, if you want to make the games more interesting, bet with your friends, okay? And no, don't bet much, but, you know, put 10 or 20 on a game with your friends and keep a running tab like a card game, okay? And so that's okay. But once you get in with these uh, big corporations and they lure you in and we'll give you this free and that free, or, uh, you can get hooked because it's fun to gamble. Gamble's fun, but it will take your money. Now, if you have money to burn, give it to charity. Help somebody out. Don't give it to these bookies, and they're still bookies. I don't care if they're legal or not. What they're doing is trying to pull their money out of your wallet, and they know you're not going to win. You know, you win one or two games, and you're going to lose four or five. It's just the way it is. It's like going to Vegas and playing cards. Once in a while you win, but the house always wins. And if it didn't, it wouldn't be there. Okay, so smart life. You know, look, I don't know about you, but I work damn hard for my money. I don't want to just throw it away, especially in this time so precarious. 
You know, the stock market is all over the place and people's savings and inflation. Man, you got to really guard it. I want everybody to have fun, get a bunch of your friends, get a pool. I don't mind this fantasy football stuff. That's all right. It, it heightens all the interest and you're not going to get, you know, busted doing it unless you do 18 teams or whatever. All right, college. So um, it's bad out there. You know, if you have kids uh, at colleges, and I do, uh, it's bad. <laughs> okay. So there was a study conducted by the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, FIRE, of about 45,000 undergraduates on college campuses right now enrolled in four-year degrees at 208 colleges, and they come up with the worst freedom of speech and the best freedom of speech campuses. Let us do the worst first, because that rhymes. Columbia University, New York City is radical left. If you are not a radical leftist, you are open to hostility. University of Pennsylvania, I'm really, really disappointed to see that school on the list, but they terrorize faculty members if they don't fall into line. Rensselaer, RPI, upstate New York, that's a science school. What are you doing up there? Georgetown University, a disgrace. A disgrace what has happened to that Jesuit college. Used to be one of the best in the world. It is now a cesspool of woke. It is horrible. And then Skidmore College, upstate New York, it's always been an elitist institution. You don't want to go there. Got a good arts program up at Skidmore, but you know, if you go, you better shut up unless you're a radical leftist. Here are the best colleges uh, for freedom of speech. University of Chicago, that's a surprise. Good for them. Kansas State, Purdue in Indiana, Mississippi State, Oklahoma State. All right, so you'd think that down south where it isn't as woke as up north, it would be better, and that seems to be true. It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late. You're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs, and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll 
also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. So the Trump factor in November is pretty well defined uh, on this broadcast. Um, on Saturday, he gave a one hour and 56 minute speech in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. I had my first job in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton at Channel 16 in journalism, but almost two hours. And it was broadcast on Newsmax, um, you know, and, and Trump was Trump. He entertained a crowd, and a lot of bombast and a lot of uh, interesting things that other politicians wouldn't say. But that is playing into the Democratic strategy. Now, yesterday on the radio, I was asked a very interesting question. Roll the tape. Bill O'Reilly, you know Trump better than anybody. You've not only written about him, you've toured with him, you've done the best interviews with him. Uh, When people say, well, why does he have to talk like that? Why does he have to say things? He has to. That's just him, right? I mean, he couldn't stop that if he wanted to. It's a complicated answer, but I'm going to give it to you as best I can. So Donald... Trump is a danger junkie. Do you know people like that? Yeah. <laughs> but usually yeah. it's Joe okay. Pesci or somebody like that. <laughs> yeah, they people who like danger. I mean, I, I ran into them in the war zones in my career. They, they just like the adrenaline rush from danger. Mr. Trump falls into that category. He, he has to have an incredible amount of stimulation every day in his life. It's not like what I did last week, go out to the eastern end of Long Island, sit at the beach, read a few books, and plunk in the ocean. You know, there were supposedly sharks out there, but, you know, I enjoyed that. Trump could never do that, ever. He's got to have action. Instead of danger, uh, these people use the word action. Okay? It's got to be action. It's almost like a, a gambler in Vegas who can't stop. It's got to be at the tables. Um, and so in his life, Donald Trump embraces controversy. He embraces a personal fight. Always been that way since the time he's a, a little boy. And I write about that in my book, The United States of Trump. He has always yeah. been that way. And that gets him in a lot of trouble. However, it also got him elected to the presidency because people are so fed up with the standard politicians and the BS they spew every day that when Trump came in as a destroyer, as an avenger, they gravitated toward him. Huh. That is a fascinating answer. And that is the truth. That's why Donald Trump... Does what he does. COVID shots. So now the uh, government is saying we got to have a, a yearly a COVID booster along with a flu shot. So as you know, I, I got four COVID uh, shots, but I'm not getting this one until the federal government, not Anthony Fauci, by the way, don't believe a word he says, until somebody from the CDC that I believe has some credibility and honesty comes out and says, If you get a yearly booster, 
This is why you should do it. Now I need a why. Because I know so many people who got the four shots, the two originals and then two boosters, and they got COVID. Though if it's not going to protect me against COVID, then why am I going to get it? I'm a simple man. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. So um, here's the final thought. I get, I don't know, thousands of letters a week um, all over the world. And the concierge uh, membership that you can get, if you go to BillOReilly.com, that means you get direct access to me by email. And I answer you within 24 hours. But a lot of the uh, problems that people are having is because they don't have in their lives good people to advise them. So once again, I've said this before, but it is a key to your life, to your happiness, to your security, to your children's happiness and security. You need to find a good doctor. I spoke to my personal doctor this morning. Got her on the phone. Wasn't hard. We're friends. Good relationship. She's the best. Financial advisor, crucial. A lot of people are inheriting money now, baby boomers in particular, and they don't know what to do with it. You've got to have a good, honest financial advisor, somebody who's not going to take your money and put it in stupid things. And finally, and a good attorney. You've got to have a lawyer. Now, how do you get these things? You don't pull them out of a hat or have a magic wand. You know people, family and friends. You discuss these things. Who is your doctor? Who is your lawyer? Who advises you financially? If you talk to 15 people, you'll get 15 names. All right, and then you do your investigating. You call them, you talk to them, you see if you're comfortable with them. This is so vital to you. And you know, most Americans don't do it. And then they get smacked with something and they have nowhere to turn.
You need those three things, a doctor, a financial advisor, and an attorney. Get them through friends and family who recommend them, people you trust. Thank you for watching the No Spin News tonight. Uh, we'll have a new column. I don't know what it's going to be on yet. It usually comes to me in the middle of the night. That will be posted Sunday noon. BillOReilly.com is the preeminent news website in the world now. So we hope you check in from time to time. We have a message of the day every day. You don't have to be a premium member. Just go and read it, all of that stuff. Okay, so once again, thanks for watching and listening. We'll see you soon.